0: P.M. Kester and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break. This week's episode is How to Take a Break for Pelvic Health. And I am joined today by Dr. Jessica Thompson of the Core 4 Momentum Podcast. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. So you notice I did not give her a big bio because we're going to give her the Give us some background during the interview and that is going to start now so jessica can you please share with the listeners your journey as a physical therapist and a little bit about the core for momentum podcast
1: absolutely so i graduated last year with uh, my doctor of physical therapy degree from mercer university in atlanta um, backstory to become a physical therapist, you have to get a bachelor, so that's four years, and then you go to physical therapy school for three more years, so seven years of schooling in total. Omg, and <laughs> so with I got my bachelor's in kinesiotherapy at the University of Southern Mississippi, and that's when um I kind of got to work alongside physical therapists as an intern um my senior year and I knew that physical therapy is what I wanted to do. Um fun fact, it wasn't until I had to do an in service and I was challenged by a physical therapist at the hospital where I was interning at to choose something different and unique. Um something that there was new research out about. And so I chose urinary incontinence, which is something that a lot of public health PTs um treat. And I didn't really know at the time that it was tied to pelvic health PT. I just wanted to choose something interesting to get back at the PT for like kind of challenging me to do something weird. So um, I remember in that experience teaching, um, having an in-service about urinary incontinence and teaching the PTs and KTs there how to do a Kegel the right way. Um, Mm, Kegels. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so it was just a fun in-service. I wasn't thinking that I was going to get into pelvic health. um, But actually, because I knew I wanted to do PT, I took a year off between undergrad and physical therapy school. And um, I had a job at a PT clinic as a tech, a technician, basically assisting with administrative stuff and the PTs or whatever they needed. And it actually was a pelvic health specialty clinic. Had no idea that's what I was applying for. But for a whole year, I got to see what pelvic health PTs do and how they transformed the lives of so many men and women. So that's how I decided I wanted to not only do PT, but pelvic health PT. Um, and I even throughout um, physical therapy school at Mercer, which we definitely didn't learn much about pelvic health in physical therapy school, not really any programs um, specify pelvic health learning enough at all. Usually it's a day or two of lecture, but I still knew that that's what I wanted to do. So my, actually my last year of physical therapy school, I got connected with a pelvic health PT to interview and apply to help administer, administer her pelvic health Facebook group for, for momentum. And she chose me as one of Five other girls and so for a year my last year teaching school I was posting educational videos to this group private Facebook group of women and moms about just pelvic health education and postpartum recovery and so yeah from that private Facebook group the core for momentum podcast was created
0: all right good gracious and so what is What's the total time for school to finish all of it?
1: So, like I said, the four years for a bachelor's and then three years for PT school. And then for um, if a physical therapist wants to treat patients with pelvic floor dysfunction, then there's a lot of additional courses that they would take to feel prepared to do so. Because like I said, it's not gone over in depth in PT school in at least most programs anyway. Not in mine. So, you can take those courses at your leisure whenever you want to. And they're usually like weekend courses um, and just a combination of those throughout time. And you can kind of, within pelvic health, you can choose a subspecialty, like a lot of women choose like postpartum as a subspecialty of pelvic health. And you just take courses related to that. So it's, it's really individualized your path within pelvic health. Um, and you have to kind of be a go-getter and look for the courses that you want to take to better serve your patient population.
0: And all of this started from like trying to do an in-service and learn about urinary tract and, and things of that nature. I mean, because um, I have osteoarthritis and so I'm familiar with physical therapy. You know, they always it seems like they're always stretching somebody out and telling me to exercise and things like that. And I think a lot of people, you know, being real, that's what you think of, you know, physical therapists. Or if um, you watch TV, I see like a lot of uh, physical physical therapists working with athletes
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the sports world. And so I mean, when you I first started looking at your page and talking to you and hearing about the pelvic physical therapy, and I researched some articles. I I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that existed. (laughs) And um, on your Instagram, you have what pelvic PTs treat. And so we talked about the urinary issues. Mm -hmm. Then it says pelvic and hip pain, low back and abdominal pain, Mm -hmm. pelvic organ prolapse. Mm -hmm. The patient and pain with intercourse and this is just a few things
1: yeah yeah
0: so knowing all of that like what in particular drew you to that why do you think that pelvic health physical therapy is so important and do you feel like this is something that is overlooked by most in the population especially women
1: absolutely I just think <sighs> it's just an underserved population widely. So when I was a tech at that pelvic health specialty clinic um, around the Memphis area, when I tell you that there were patients driving 90 miles just to get to these pelvic health PTs because there were none in between, right? So there's just a gap in um, services for these um, patients. A lot of people with, pelvic floor dysfunction and any type of pelvic pain, they, on average, they go to multiple different providers and have multiple visits before they're diagnosed with something and they actually get the help that they need. And just learning that, I just felt like I needed to fill in that gap. And I mean, I would love to because there's not enough enough people really know about Um, pelvic health PT and what we treat. And so that's why I created that um, Instagram page just to get the word out there. That's a big part about pelvic health PTs. Majority of them do have a social media presence because we understand how important it it is to advocate for these patients and just to educate the community on um, these different common disorders and to let people know that um though people aren't talking about it they are very common and that there is hope and you don't have to go through this alone or you know ignore it and not deal with it there are providers out there like pelvic health pts that are willing to help
0: okay. so what are the top things that you've seen in your treatment
1: incontinence for sure urinary incontinence is what I've seen the most. And though it is common, um, it is not normal. So some people think, oh, I had a baby. I leak urine when I cough, sneeze, jump, run. Like, so does my other friend that's a mom. So that's normal. No, it's not. It's common. <laughs> so that's something that um, pelvic health PTs treat a lot. Pelvic pain. Women who are pregnant sometimes deal with pain in their pubic bone, so like the front of their pelvis as um their pelvis starts to kind of gradually separate a little bit to allow the baby to leave so pelvic pain is something we treat a lot the uh, pain with intercourse with for some women and men as well penetrative intercourse is painful and it shouldn't be um, and sometimes that's related to Um, tight or overactive pelvic floor muscles and sometimes it could just be neurological so we kind of assess and figure out what's going on and and treat that accordingly based off what we find Um, and then postpartum recovery is another area that that's my love actually (laughs) working with women who are pregnant and then helping them in their postpartum journey and Within that, there's so many things because the body is changing so much and, you know, women need to be coached through that. And ultimately, why I really love pelvic health, it is such a preventative discipline, right? So especially when it comes down to postpartum, like if we can be with women after they have babies and be with them through each step of the way when they start to feel that back pain or they start to have that incontinence or they have the mom belly in quotations as i'm saying this that they want to get rid <laughs> of because they have this thing called um diastasis recti where their abdominal muscles have not kind of merged back together after they've separated wow. with the pregnancy all these things though they are common. they um they can be treated easily, acutely, and we can help as public health PTs. We can help women and men, respectively, not develop chronic issues down the line if we can um, help treat them acutely. So I love it so much. So those are some of the things that we treat a lot of
0: the time. Okay. So you named a lot of things that <laughs> like, that people suffer, like um, the incontinence, which is, you know, breaking down the lameness, the leakiness Mm-hmm. Um, and you talked about the pain during intercourse which people read the the numbers and research is something that's probably again another common thing but people are just not talking about it or they're talking to their friends
1: exactly
0: with all of these things that you've listed and then I said we're on your Instagram page how can people kind of take a break to be aware and recognize these things. Are there any things that we need to be doing to better take care of our pelvic floor?
1: Absolutely. I will say that you, you can find on the internet that you know you should be doing Kegels. Do Kegels, do a lot of Kegels. Explain I will, what a Kegel is. <laughs> a Kegel, it's basically <especially> a <laughs> pelvic floor contraction. Your pelvic floor is almost like a hammock of muscles the base of your pelvis is the bottom of your core, and um, it supports um, your organs: your bladder, your uterus, your rectum, your prostate if you're a male, right? And so these muscles, I mean, they have a lot of functions, but they support these, um, those organs, and then they contract and they relax, like any other muscle. Like you flex and extend your bicep right okay (laughs) so you can do a kegel which is contracting those muscles and shortening them that lifting motion right so imagine that you are if you're a male and you're listening um imagine that you kind of stepped into water like some cold water and that kind of like drawing up feeling that you would get with your genitals that quick pull up so that's like a pelvic floor contraction for a male, how they would lift up. And for women, um, think about if you had a tampon inserted and you
0: wanted to squeeze it and lift it. Okay, so hold on. Pause, pause. So men can do Kegels too. Yeah. I never knew that. Because, you know, again, I've always heard about the Kegels with female. I mean, there's y'all, well, if y'all are old enough, to remember Sex in the City and watching Sex and the City. There was a whole episode about, you know, doing your Kegels and Samantha, the older woman in the group was all like, I'm doing my Kegels now. And they were sitting at a table eating. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I knew about that from, from Sex and the City, but also from being um, pregnant because they tell you to do the Kegels to kind of help with the uh, the incontinence. Uh huh. But I have never heard about it in regards to men doing Kegels too. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense because we all have pelvic floors and they would need to strengthen their pelvic floor too they may
1: need to so that's why going back to your question about how you can take a break to for your pelvic health if you are dealing with some type of dysfunction some type of pain like i mentioned earlier a lot of times pain can be related to hyperactive so Um, really tight pelvic floor muscles so doing kegels could possibly make it worse that's why it's important to reach out to your provider or you know be an advocate for yourself and look for pelvic health pts in your area so we can assess your pelvic floor to see if those muscles um are weak or if they're strong Mm -hmm. or if they're tight or if they're um, not tight enough and we can give you the stretches and the exercises that you need for you as an individual because there's not a cookie cutter approach to um, pelvic health so I would definitely say just you know do your research and advocate for yourself if you need to take a break for pelvic health because you feel like you have some dysfunction there for sure and I would just say use a mirror down there you know, we have muscles down there and <laughs> organs down there. We never look at them. So use a mirror and observe because that can also help with let's say risk for cancer and things like that. You want to see if things have changed or if something is abnormal so that you can go to your medical provider um, to prevent things like that. So look at things down there, you know. Feel how things are going. If something feels wrong, seek help.
0: All right. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, y'all, I feel informed. (laughs) 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 I'm like, Kegels. I'm like, I'm going to put that like in bold letters when I do the description. Kegels, are you doing your Kegels? (laughs) Or are you doing too many Kegels? Okay. That's it. That's
1: it. Are you doing them correctly? We can add that too, because that's another thing.
0: Lord, there's a correct Kegel. Okay, y'all, look, Google Kegels, listen to this episode, follow for Mental (laughs) Podcast and find out about these things. And take a break for um, doing the research on your pelvic health. So with all this being said, so you are working as a physical therapist now, specifically a pelvic health physical therapist or just a physical therapist kind of in general?
1: I'm working in outpatient orthopedics. Um, So I I see mostly patients with orthopedic um, disorders, whatever that may be. So that's really broad. But I also treat patients with pelvic floor dysfunction as well. So I just graduated um, May 2020. I've been working for like seven or eight months. I'm a rookie, um, but I am working on growing my pelvic health population because that's where my passion lies so right. and it is growing so and i'm you know getting the information out there on this how to take a break podcast so
0: yes and i love it because her passion is colliding with her purpose and we are all for that now with that being said especially you are working because you're in the medical field out here doing these the panorama times the pandemic times <laughs> as we play with around this house um and you know you just finished school and juggling all th- these things so how do you take a break for yourself
1: wow <laughs> Bye. you knew Why?
0: that question was coming yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah i should have been prepared for this one <laughs> honestly it is tough being a healthcare provider um we don't really get to work from home and we don't really get that time off and it is tough and we're with People, especially as a physical therapist, oh my gosh, we are one-on-one with patients 24-7. We don't get to take a break at work, that's for sure. It's Mm-mm. constant, <laughs> um, especially outpatient orthopedics in the center that I'm in. But when I can take a break, because I prioritize it because I've learned from this podcast that I should, <laughs> I um, (laughs) with my work schedule, um, I have late um later starts in the week and then earlier starts in the week. So on my late days, I um wake up early and I do yoga in the mornings.
0: Yes, I've seen one of those videos.
1: Yes. And on my days when I get off early, I come home and I work out, I do some type of cardio or some type of strength training. Um, I feel good I feel relaxed after I really sweat I don't know why it just makes me feel like I've done something and my body loves it I feel good so um, working out is definitely a way that I take a break and I also you know just take care of myself that way because I know that I need to for multiple reasons Um, also when I have free time sometimes I binge watch tv (laughs) sometimes I journal oh my gosh 2020 made me so good at journaling because I don't know it just seems like it lasted for so long and I just had a lot to reflect on in the year 2020 so um (laughs) a lot of journaling and reflecting to take breaks and then I'm a foodie so I like to try new restaurants around Atlanta on the weekends and I definitely take a break to do that as
0: well all right ma'am well, Jessica, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? Ooh, okay. Um,
1: you. I want the listeners to know that I'm just going to drop a stat out here and, you know, just for people to leave with and to think about, but the uh, maternal death rate, mortality rate in our country for Black women um, is two to three times higher than their white counterparts. Uh, And so with that being said, I think it is important for us to pay attention to women and mothers and their health throughout pregnancy and postpartum, not just immediately postpartum within the whole year and years after. And um, that is my purpose, I feel like, to decrease that statistic And that's why within pelvic health, I think postpartum is going to be the subspecialty that I choose to um, as my niche because there's so much that um, having a pelvic health provider to be on your team of providers as a mom is even after the baby. So much that we can recognize, um, so many um, risk factors that we can see. And that we can, like I said, prevent things from happening um, and save lives ultimately.
0: Very good. Very good. That's it. (laughs) All right. Jessica, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and plug your podcast.
1: Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Dr. JT underscore the pelvic PT, and that's Dr. DRJT underscore. Pelvic, the pelvic PT, um, and then our podcast is Core for Momentum, Empowering Women in Pelvic Health, and we are on all major platforms. You can find us on Anch- Anchor, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all major platforms.
0: All right, and I will have all of her contact information available in the show notes. Dr. Jessica Thompson, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone needs a pelvic health PT, you can look at pelvicrehab.com to find a provider near you.
0: All right. We'll be back in a few seconds for the three breakaways. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Without further ado, we're going to get into these three breakaways breakaways from this episode with Dr. JT, the pelvic PT. I hope you guys learned something. I know I did. Breakaway number one. Learn the difference between normal and common. I'm going to say it again. Learn the difference between normal and common. So what I got from Jessica is that we are, a lot of people are walking around here and just because we know someone that's experiencing a similar ailment to us we think is common and therefore normal those two words are not the same just because something is common does not mean it's necessarily normal in your life if everybody has like this same rash you're just gonna be like oh well i guess this is a rash no this is a rash that is due to some circumstance or whatever that you guys share but that's not make it normal it means that's something that you need to go to the doctor with because they can help you with it if you are suffering from incontinence, um, basically um, urine linking, leaking and things like that, that was something Jessica mentioned earlier in the podcast. You might know other moms if other older women or older men experiencing that. Um, But a lot of times I know I've talked to a lot of older people and they're like, well, you know, I'm old. It's supposed to happen. Not necessarily. There's a treatment there. It's just common because a lot of people experience it at a certain age, but it does not make it normal. So learn the difference between normal and common because there is a difference. They're not the same thing. Breakaway number two. Connect with where your passion lies. And let it collide with your purpose. We talk a lot about purpose and passion here. Uh, I think Aisha talked about uh, transforming her pain into passion. Jessica here talks about where her passion is for dealing with pelvic PT um, in regards to just being a physical therapist in general. So that is her passion. And she has been able to connect with her passion and key in on this This is not her full-time job. She works in orthopedic physical therapy, but her passion is helping women with pelvic therapy, working with that pelvic floor. And so she finds ways through advocating and working on her podcast to connect her work and let her purpose and her passion collide and become full circle. How are you doing it? How are you connecting with your passion in your everyday life? How are you connecting your passion with your current work? Don't tell me because you work in healthcare that what your passion is communications, you can't see what they, where they fit. Look for it. Find a way that it can fit and that your passion and your purpose can collide. A lot of times there is a way, but we kind of psych ourselves out like it's not possible. Look for that collision course between passion and purpose. Find out where your passion lies. Finally, breakaway number three. Y'all know that Beyonce got 24 hours in the day, the same 24 hours that you got. I want you to learn how to prioritize your breaks to fit your schedule. Jessica talked about when she has an early start or a late start, how she shifts and prioritizes her breaks during that time period so she may have to go in to work late her late start and guess what happens she shifts her break her yoga her journaling things like that to earlier in the day the time that she probably would have been in traffic now she's prioritizing her breaks and shifting it to fit her schedule the same way that if she had to do an early start at work she would shift her schedule so that she can still what take a break Why? Because it is important. You have time in your day. Take a break. (laughs) I am so happy that you guys have tuned in. I'm going to provide all of Jessica and Core 4 Momentum's contact information in the show notes as well as these three breakaways. Start the conversation with me. Reach out with me via my Instagram at pmkester look under these posts that I make about this podcast, and let's talk about pelvic health. I can't wait to have this conversation with you. It's important and we need to do it. But until next time, I want you to take a break. Talk to you later. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at P m kester that's k-e-s-t-e-r on instagram or email the kester group at gmail.com as always subscribe rate and review us on your platform of choice until next time find a little time to take a break bye